0: Welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. I've got a jam-packed show today. Uh, I've got a lot, a lot I want to talk about. Uh, and I've got a great guest on today, and also, in the middle of this episode, I've got a mid-roll ad, and uh, it features a giveaway. So, for the first time ever, uh, we're going to have a product giveaway. It's going to just be a, a raffle, random, we're going to assign everyone a number, give my son the phone, uh, he has some random number generator, and he'll, he'll tell me who the winner is. So, uh... Stay tuned, you know, uh, 30 minutes, 31 minutes into my conversation with Jamie Beebe, who is my guest. uh, There'll be a a little uh, remix noise, and uh, that's when you'll hear about the wonderful product and uh, you can enter and how you can enter to win it. Also, I probably should lead with this. Uh, Please, I'm going to put the link in the show notes Uh, I've posted it on my Instagram and my Facebook this past week. There's something for for non-locals, even for locals, you may not know about it, uh, a off, uh, I don't even know what to call it, newspaper, Creative Loafing, I think they're a branch of the Tampa Bay Times, they do an annual thing called Best of the Bay. They've done this for a long time. You'll go into random bars and see certificates for winning the best dive bar in 2019 or the best burger in 2012 you know just it's just an you know hundreds of different categories or at least 100 or so categories they're in the nomination stage so if you could click on that link you you have to register you have to sign in but there, there's no just you know don't click for any of the spam emails unless you want them not that they're spam emails but you know the creative loafing mailing list Uh, I can tell you, I signed up to nominate myself and I have not gotten a single email and it's been a week. So don't worry about that. Uh, go to entertainment and go down to best podcast and write in the Jeff Macalino podcast. I would very much appreciate it. This is just a nomination stage to get on the ballot. And I'd love to just be on the ballot. It would just be a, a cool thing. You know, I'm a local boy. So, uh, help a brother out, um, I assume locals and non-locals can nominate, but if you're a local, uh, you know, if you live in the Tampa Bay area, um, you know, I'd strongly encourage you to go through and fill out the rest of the, uh, I have plenty of suggestions for you for the rest of the categories, but uh, I'm not going to promote those here. I'm just going to promote myself because, you know, I don't want to uh, overly complicate things. So go vote, nominate the Jeff Macalino podcast for Best of the Bay 2023. Uh, And I don't know any podcasts I'm in competition with, to be quite frank with you. Um, Anywho, uh, today's guest is uh, Jamie Beebe. She is a casting director. She is the true uh, the podcast. (laughs) Easy for me to say. She's the host of the true crime podcast called Strictly Stalking. Uh, And she is also a bikini company owner. Uh, and, uh, if you go on her Instagram, there's a lot of photos of her in those bikinis. Um, I think that, I I think she mentions at the end, the, the male viewers might, uh, might just enjoy checking out the Instagram page. Uh, so she is a woman who has many different, uh, uh, things that she does, uh, very well and successfully. So it was fun talking to her a little bit about the casting process, um, you know her her background in that. Uh, we talk about the crew, the crew. Jesus Christ, I can't speak English. The true crime podcast, not just podcast, just the true crime everything that's going on. Uh, I tell her why I appreciate her podcast more than some of the other ones, at least me personally. Um, and then we talk about her uh, boyfriend bikini company um, as well. Uh, so check all of that out. Stay tuned for the mid rolls. I do want to also, um, I've had a weird, I'm recording this on, on, on Saturday and it's just been a weird, uh, you know, I've had some, some really cool, a couple of very cool conversations about, uh, uh, one was about an acting gig. I guess they're both kind of about acting gigs, but cool conversations with people, um, that I hope lead to uh, fruitful things, but it's, it's a fun, um, it's fun to be able to be productive, the quote unquote productive when you're, you know, a lazy Saturday, um, taking a couple calls, wheeling and dealing. Um, but it's, it is tough to, um, I've also had a, a, uh, not a long-term, but a a somewhat long-term, I mean, for, for the industry relationship really, uh, end as a business, you know, entertainment relationship end because, you know, it's a it's a weird thing. It's just, you, you know, I like to see the good in everyone and I hold no ill will towards anyone, including the person who, who I'm, you know, no longer really going to be, be working with uh, on uh, other projects. Had nothing to do with with the podcast, of course. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see how, how, um, you know, I, I I guess I'm a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed optimist. I want to hop into everything, whether it's a podcast interview or talking about working on a project, um, or anything. Uh, and I, I, A, I know from experience that it takes quite a long time to build something successful. Uh, so I, I'm willing to put in the work and I think people who have worked with me, I think, uh, Jeremiah Hensley, uh, who's obviously not the person I'm talking about, uh, he, he, you know, he can vouch with the dads and drink show. I'm not someone who really, I may drink while I do the show and and all this other stuff, but I'm not someone who takes anything I do casually. It's all, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be the way I want to do it. And I'm going to bust my butt to do it the best way and again you may disagree with how i choose to do things you know that's that's beauty is in the eye of the beholder as they say uh but uh and i don't mind doing things different ways but i do mind when people are unable unable to uh e- yeah, it's it's hard to word with with this specific person. It's uh someone I, I you know. It's just a cautionary tale of of you, you, you there are some people you don't want put their name your name in their mouth. Uh, uh what Terrell Owens I think it was, uh, keep my quarterback's name out your mouth. That's my quarterback. I think I think that was Terrell Owens. Um or no, no, maybe someone told Torello Owens to keep his name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I think To had something to do with it. Um, but anywho, <laughs> my my point is, you know, keep my name out your mouth is kind of what what I'm saying. Uh, to you know, again, and, and it's just a it's unfortunate, and it it's a cautionary tale that I need to get a better grasp of is that not everyone. Uh, I very much have the attitude of, you know, a rising tide raises all sails or whatever the hell. I don't know any, I don't know how to speak words today. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a rough one. Uh, but, you know, I'm very much a, hey, let's help each other both be great. You know, we can, you know, it's not a competition to me. It's about everyone succeeding together. Um and, and not everyone is like that uh, you know a lot of people will want to just jump on your coattails and ride it when it's convenient and uh, try to take credit for things that they frankly have no business taking credit for and uh, you know it is what it is it's a it's a tough Thing. Again, this has nothing to do with this podcast. It has nothing to do with probably anyone listening to this podcast. It's just one individual who, uh, you know, uh, frankly, uh, I don't say this lightly, he needs to quit drinking. But, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, and it coming from me, that's a damning statement. So, anywho, enjoy the podcast. This has nothing to do with Jamie. Jamie's a great guest. Uh, I'm going to pay some bills. Uh, here with better help and also remember stay tuned uh, it'll be about 41 42 minutes I don't know into the podcast where you'll get the details of the giveaway hey folks you know I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot uh, with my own struggles uh, a lot of times I'll talk to guests about their struggles and uh, that being said I uh, want to thank Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody. I'm very pleased to welcome Jamie Beebe to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you today, Jamie?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm uh excited to have you on. You are a uh someone who wears a lot of hats. Not literally, obviously. Well, okay. I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't uh I didn't stalk your Instagram well enough to know whether you wear hats. <laughs>
1: sometimes depends on the day
0: yeah yeah well you're out in uh california correct yeah i should know that yeah of course you are you're casting director you you got to be in new york or california or in la right i mean
1: i mean nowadays you can kind of be anywhere i mean i, I travel a lot so most of the work i do is remote
0: it's um I guess I guess i am gonna start with that obviously i I tease that you you wear many hats but uh we'll we'll get to the other stuff but let I, we can start with the castings <laughs> cool. um how did you how did you get started in casting I know from listening to you 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 initially were casting like reality shows and stuff and you've shifted to you know yeah, TV and yeah movies. Well,
1: <laughs> reality was a lot easier to get into um because you know you're just they're looking for real people so you're looking on social media you're looking just kind of through people who know people um so you know anyone it's a good start um if you want to get into casting i think reality is a good place to start uh or to stay in you know if that's what you want to do um for me i was working all kinds of different jobs uh when i came out to la And I met a guy who wanted to have a production company and be a director. So he was like, you can just run it. And I was like, great. But I have no idea how I've never even been on a set. Um, And Google is my friend. So I just started learning (laughs) as much as I could about production and all that kind of stuff. And I think something really important is hiring the right people. So I had the opportunity to hire people. So I wanted to hire the best people. So um, you know the job could get done correctly since I didn't know how and also that way I could learn a little bit more about you know what we were doing um, and that's kind of how I started in production and I did all the casting part of it because it was what what we're doing is pretty easy as mostly commercials and stuff and I loved the casting part of things um, so when that company disbanded I was like I'll keep doing casting because everybody loves the casting director right like I'm out there offering jobs and, you know, everyone's nice to the casting director. Everyone wants to hear from the casting director. So I figured that was a good job for me.
0: That's a good um, point.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize how hard it would be to get into casting like TV and film. So I started out in reality and it was really fun. Honestly, I, I liked it a lot. Um, It was exciting, but it wasn't for me. <laughs> it was, you know, I felt bad about some of the things that, well, I didn't like some of the shows I was working on. Um, You know, I didn't didn't want to do 13 and pregnant and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) you know. And also a lot of people that we were finding were like younger kids, you know, from the Midwest or like the South or whatever. And then throwing them into a situation where understandably there's going to be a lot of stress. You know, we offer them alcohol, you know, there's a lot happening. And sometimes they're not always portrayed in the best light. And so that kind of bothered me. And then also, you know, as a society, what do we do with these people? We kind of like make them quasi-famous for a minute and then we dump them. And that's very difficult on, on people as well. So a lot of these kids were getting into drugs or alcohol or, you know, all kinds of problems. So I just didn't feel really great about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I was making really good money. So I didn't want to necessarily go start at the bottom of... um scripted casting. I didn't want to work under anybody. So I started going to the universities and the schools and I would stand outside and ask students if they needed a casting director. Um, and that's how I started meeting people because those students, they'd hire me for pennies. <laughs> um, yeah. I would go with their projects, but they'd graduate and move on to much bigger things and they would kind of take me with them. Um, so that's how I got into scripted and then just, you know, word of mouth people. Oh, I know a casting director, you know, and, and they'd hand out my number, and so that's kind of how I got into casting.
0: Interesting and smart move on the uh, the college route. Uh, that's
1: yeah, it worked out <laughs> luckily, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'd say I'm I uh, I I started literally last year. I started trying to act, and I I the very first thing I auditioned for, I landed a a lead role in a in a comedy feature. Cool. Um, and and I've always been like oh, I'm not doing student films and I'm like oh maybe I should
1: <laughs> yeah I mean they they graduate and you know keep learning and they all know each other and you know it's it's a good community to be in it's kind of a roundabout way to get that school education without having to pay for it in a way um the social aspects of it I mean I have a I have a bachelor's degree in photography and a master's degree in music management. So I did the college thing, um just not in film. But, you know, and you know, these days you can learn everything online and from other people. I think that there's a lot of ways to learn. It doesn't have to just be school. So,
0: yeah. It's it's better to learn by doing, isn't it? I mean, I think so. <laughs> I I I think you learn the real way of doing that uh a, a lot faster
1: right. I think school is really good for like the social learning aspects of things
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know I learned how to party
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I I got I got uh my first child out of college so there's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I didn't take sex ed apparently apparently <laughs> but yeah. um so it's uh I, I I'd never thought about also the uh, you brought up like no one's ever going to delete your emails
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you're you're the part like oh well let me see what she has to say about anything um
1: yeah, want to hear from the casting director <laughs> it could be a job it could be something big or you never know
0: how um how difficult do you find it i've got, I've got a bunch of weird questions that you've okay. probably been asked before but maybe not sometimes i'm so off the wall that that they're uh this is an easy one how difficult do you find it to cast uh just in general is it you know just depend on the project like I, i'm 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 very curious like working with the director like they might have a vision but you might see an audition oh, wow. and think this person can do it but they just don't see it like how what, what's the type rope act with that
1: I mean, it's, always, it's different with each project. It really just depends. Um, I normally work with the same teams over and over, the same directors and producers over and over, uh, which I love, I prefer that. Um, but then you know how people like to work, what they want to see, how they want to, you know, what direction they want to go in. Um, so sometimes a casting job can be really easy. You know, it we just find the right person right away and that's wonderful. Um, sometimes it's a little harder and it depends on, there's so many different moving pieces of any project. You know, if I'm making offers to an actor, you know, that we've all heard of or whatever, depends on, you know, their team, how receptive their team is. If we have enough, you know, funding, if we have the right director, the right producers, you know, things like that. It's it's always across the board. It's never like fully easy, but um, but I do love my job. So I think that that really helps. You know, I like talking to people and getting out there and um, meeting new people and seeing the actors, seeing how much they've grown. You know, there's there's actors that I've auditioned, you know, five or even 10 years ago that I'm still like, oh yeah, I remember that audition. Like, let's see where they're at now. Um, and they've just grown so much, you know, and then they'll, they'll get the part this time or maybe they didn't last time. That's so pretty cool.
0: How, uh, does it at all affect the way you watch and enjoy movies or TV? Like, are you sitting there like that was a bad choice or, you know, like, are are you critiquing the casting when you're watching or are you able to just shut that down no. and enjoy it? <laughs> um,
1: you know, to be really honest, I normally only watch documentaries. Mm. Um, and or sometimes I love like just terrible horror films. Like, if somebody would hire me to make like the worst horror films, I would excel at that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but and and in those like sometimes, you know, you want the acting to be terrible. Like, oh no, they're coming to kill me and then, you know, she takes off our clothes and runs upstairs. <laughs> um I, I love those but I mostly watch uh documentaries I'm really into true crime documentary I really any documentaries I'm I'm really I don't like the fantasy aspect of life I guess <laughs> I just like the real things um and when I sit down in front of the tv you know I want to really learn something and not just see a story I know I'm I'm weird like that but especially working in the industry I should probably like it more um, but it kind of it's just weird to me I'm like this isn't really happening <laughs> you know like it's it's just a, it's a made up story you know I also read when I read I read a lot but I read true true stories not fantasy type things so
0: gotcha now I'm I'm with you there on reading I don't know why I'm I'm I feel very dumb that I can't enjoy many documentaries I'm like, I must just yeah. not be very intelligent because this is boring the hell out of me.
1: <laughs> I mean, some documentaries are so boring, but um I do like, you know, I love the true crime ones, like biographies. I like to see, you know, kind of what makes people tick. Um, but you know, and some of the best documentaries are really just like what people are are making on their own. You know, what you see on someone, you know, makes a quasi documentary like it's just a short it's basically a short part of their life a part of someone else's life they put it up on youtube i love those i i watch so many like weird little like documentaries on youtube which is stories about people and it's so interesting what people can do now and what people can make with the technology that we have
0: yeah it's uh it's it's made creative life easier and harder at the same time because there's everyone can do it but it is nice that people who have a, like myself, a very low technology understanding are able to pretty easily still put something out there uh, yeah. if, they, if they want to. Um, I have a, a weird question. I don't know if you've heard of this show, but I, I was watching it earlier today and I wasn't even thinking about talking to you about it, but I was. I very rarely sit on my couch and watch something and think, how the hell did they figure out how to cast this? I don't know if you've heard of the. It's on Amazon Prime. Why am I blank? Uh jury duty. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, my parents really liked it.
0: it That's it's a, so bizarre.
1: Yeah, well, and they used, so it's a it's a real person, right. and then actors acting around him.
0: Yeah, it's very Truman Show esque, kind of like there's one real person everyone else is fake including James Marston who plays himself which is
1: great
0: hilarious
1: (laughs) well I mean I think you know what what a lot of people don't realize in casting real people and casting reality is there's actually quite a bit that goes into it once you find finding the people is like fine that's pretty easy but then Um, you know depending on the show like they have to be healthy enough to you know be out in the woods or be on an island or whatever Um, and they have to be like mentally healthy enough sometimes people don't pass the the mental wellness checks Um, you know and then but for I guess for this show I would assume it it was similar casting I have no idea how they did it I would assume it was kind of similar but that they couldn't have i think i read that they told him it was a documentary style thing mm-hmm. so he kind of thought it was like a dog but he thought that everybody was just like him not actors so i mean it sounds really awesome i have been meaning to check that out um but yeah i mean the you obviously have to tell somebody and they're gonna see the cameras we have to tell somebody that they're being filmed and have them sign it so I, I think it's wonderful that he was a good sport about it. Like, I don't know yeah. how I would have felt at the end of that. Um, But I, I read that they weren't, like, making fun of him. Like, it was funny, no. not funny against him. Like, it was just, like, funny.
0: Yeah, they did. It, it's it is interesting that you could watch it without knowing that the one guy is actually a real-life person. And yeah. I think you'd still... Not you specifically, maybe, but but in general, I think you can still enjoy it as like a sitcom. Like, yeah. So so that's a lot of credit to. But the actors really like I, I'm thinking even from an acting perspective, like they had to be really good at improv. Plus, yeah. beside James Marsden, they all had to really be like he definitely has not seen these guys and gals on on anything they've done before or the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, probably
1: just they were like maybe actors bit part act, character actors or yeah um yeah i mean i i knew a few of them that were on there and um i know you know they're not they haven't done like leading role type stuff or whatever which or theater or whatever you know something that maybe that person wouldn't have seen
0: yeah so, yeah it, but, it was a it's it's funny that i'm talking to you today after i watched that because yeah. i'm like I, i'm i'm sitting here thinking god how the hell and a lot of pressure to cast the... Part of me is like, he couldn't have been the first one. Like, they had to cast some lemons that were like, hey, I'm we're just sure. going to cut this and start all over again because this person can't hang.
1: I mean, I think that it would be harder, actually, to cast the actors because, I mean, that's hard for them. You know, they're just on the fly. Like, just it's it's just as real for them. Except they they also have to think about the storyline that that's being created. So, I mean, those actors were probably are well i mean the ones that i i know are amazing so that's really cool for them
0: yeah well it's the good thing for them is i don't know how popular it is as a as a show but i feel like they should be able to get some some work some i mean (laughs) not that they're not working now but i mean this should maybe catapult some people because they're i mean they were very good Uh, yeah
1: that's great
0: yeah i i don't i don't i don't think i'm at that level of acting (laughs) i was watching i'm just like yeah i would totally be calling people by their name (laughs) oh yeah i I, staying in character (laughs) excuse me uh yeah
1: mindset i mean it's amazing what what actors can do it really is a talent
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's unique uh Jumping back, you were talking earlier about like your documentaries, and you love the true crime stuff, and you know where I'm segueing uh, <laughs> w- with this. But I've got to say, so I, I want to actually talk to you a little bit about. I'm fascinated by true crime in general. Not, I don't enjoy it and now, uh, and and I'm not talking about your podcast, by the way. <laughs> I I. I It is a true crime, I guess, in that genre, but it's not what I think of when I think of true crime because I typically think of, like, serial killers and murderers and stuff. And your stories on Strictly Stalking, uh, on your podcast, uh, everyone's alive because you're talking to them. So that right there is like, all right, I can dig that, but I, I have a hard time with the actual, like, oh, let me lo- look about these people getting murdered. And I'm like, why do so many people love watching people about people getting killed? It makes me, it's que- yeah. something, I don't know why. So I'm clearly wrong because I'm in the minority. <laughs> um,
1: it's, people get fascinated by things that they don't understand. So, I mean, so maybe that's great for our society that so many people are fascinated by true crime uh, because maybe that means people don't understand it. So they're- not out there doing it um I mean for me I think that's why I like true crime so much is I mean I think we all think about you know crazy things and crazy I hope we all think about crazy things I do all the time <laughs> um I hope it's not just me but you know I think that with the true crime aspect it's something that most people can't fathom like you can't you know you can't actually think about killing somebody or you know being in that position and so I think that that's why true crime is as popular as it is right now.
0: I guess that's, that's best case scenario. I, and I, you're probably right. That seems to make sense. <laughs> so maybe that means I'm a sociopath.
1: <laughs>
0: no. <But laughs> that remains to be seen. Uh, th- this, this will be clipped in a true crime podcast 30 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so uh I know you started your podcast again. I I heard you, but I don't assume my my listeners necessarily did. Uh I know you started your podcast during COVID times. Yeah. And uh I I believe you wanted to start a true crime podcast and you were discouraged by the fact that all the good murders were taken.
1: All the good murders? I mean, every <laughs> every murder that's out there has been talked about at least once by someone's podcast. Um, so yeah, my, my business partner was like, well, no one's, you know, doing stalking and I don't know anything about stalking. So, uh, that was interesting. You know, I hung up with him and I was like, Hey, like there's this whole crime that I don't know about. So let's start researching it, which I did. Um, and you know, I, I learned a lot really fast about it. It is such a horrific traumatic crime. That's just not talked about, you know, it's very, Mm -hmm along those lines of, you know, domestic violence and rape and things like that, that people are like ashamed to talk about, which I wish it wasn't like that. But unfortunately, it is. And because the only way that we can stop it, fix it, change it is to talk about it, you know, is to create that awareness. Uh, So that's what we set out to do. And I, I think it's, it's working. So we, you know, we, like you said, we interview the survivors of stalkers, some people are still currently being stalked when we interview them some people their stalker is in jail or dead or has moved on to someone else and you know some people got away they moved they changed their name you know there's all kinds of things no two stories are the same for sure
0: yeah it's interesting and i see i enjoy strictly stalking because i'm like some of it's like uh, a I don't know I don't know if this is the right way to say it but it's like advice almost like or yeah, uh, yeah it, it's
1: yeah totally and you're talking
0: to a living person I don't know it it makes me feel better and and I have not listened to an episode where the person was still being stalked um
1: that happens
0: that I, mean, that, know. I don't know I, I I I guess it would actually be smart to do a podcast a, I mean I feel like putting it out, right? Like, I'm. Um, maybe it would deter the stalker.
1: Not, it, it usually works the other direction, which is why mm. most people that are still being stalked when they come on. Um, we change their names for their protection um, for safety because the last thing you want to do is give your stalker more attention. That they uh. love that. That's what they want, you know? So we never say the stalker's name um, on the show unless they are dead or in prison for extended amount of time um or it's a very famous case which you know we run across once in a while too where it's already been in the news a lot but even then there's just no reason to say their name um you know they don't need any extra attention but um but yeah I mean there's a there's a big safety aspect and and a lot of our guests that come on we we use a pseudonym i mean and no one knows we're not gonna give people's private info out anyway so it's just like a different first name you know so it doesn't really matter but um but it helps safety wise
0: yeah uh is there uh uh have any of those ever turned uh, the you probably know what i'm asking i'm i'm struggling to word it without without coming off crass of any of those that were currently still being stalked uh did any of those come to a conclusion good or bad uh that you know of
1: yeah i mean it it changes all the time um where like they'll be arrested and then they are let go again they're arrested mm-hmm. they're let go or sometimes they're arrested and they're kept for a while i mean the The act of stalking the whole thing, like it it's a day to day minute to minute thing. So, um, you know, and some people have gotten that kind of justice where you know their their stalker goes to jail or or sometimes, you know, what happens too to get them to stop is that they'll move on to somebody else, which is really horrible um but there's they're obsessed you know there's not a lot to make them stop um you know getting a restraining order doesn't usually work it's good to do but it doesn't usually work because it's you know they would have stopped before they know it you know oh it's illegal i didn't know that doesn't happen you know yeah it would have stopped before um but you know you, you want a restraining order in order to show that pattern of behavior so that eventually if you need them to go to jail hopefully they can
0: it, it, do you think um and again your show does the opposite of glorifying the stalker but right. do you think uh again struggling with the wording cuz the name of the show is you
1: like, oh you the know, the, you, you know, show? the netflix yeah. show
0: do you think things like that and i i don't know if that's i i enjoy that show i enjoy which i guess contradicts the true crime
1: yeah.
0: um but it kind of makes i don't know it makes Glorifying a stalker that. a hero hero like he's the one you're rooting i i don't know if you're rooting for him It it's yeah. very confusing
1: well i mean it does it does kind of glorify it i mean i he's hot like <laughs> here's my address you know like he's great um but but yeah it does kind of glorify it it does but i think that that show i mean it's it's obviously not true like you can't go right. around murdering people and get away with it and like oh and then my wife murders someone too and then you know like it's just obvious to me it's obviously not real um unfortunately there are a lot of people out there that have mental illnesses or it's hard for them to decipher reality from fiction and so for somebody like that to watch that, there could be problems. Um, but, you know, you see crime on the news, you see crime, like everywhere, you know, everything is always put out there. So where do you make That's that true. cut? Like, I, I think that show you is perfectly fine to put it. I think anyone can put out any content that they want. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, You know, it's, it's not going to make someone start doing something that they otherwise necessarily wouldn't. You know, they see it, they see it anywhere, everywhere, anyway. Um, I think if we were going to rewind and fix people, we would need to start with like our mental health overall in the the world, in the United States. Um, Because it's not necessarily what we see on TV or anything like that. But I do think that it kind of glorifies it. And there's been shows throughout history that have glorified it. Um, you know the one with John Cusack standing outside the lady's house. What, what, what shows that? You know, with the boombox.
0: With the boombox, yeah, I watched it not that long ago, but not right. for the I first mean, time, obviously, because it's yeah. Old. I
1: mean, that's stalking, right? Like he's standing yeah. out in her house, but like, I would love that if my love interest was doing that. You know, so you have to like be able to decipher things and think about things, but I mean overall it's you know people with the mental health issues maybe that's kind of not you know not a good thing for them but you can't really
0: yeah and that's that's quite an excuse right to like oh the tv show well no you were clearly fucked up to begin with if if (laughs) if a tv show can make you do anything criminal yeah you you had problems way before that
1: that gives ideas to people that that have maybe some issues or it could be on the edge, you know, with their issues. Um, I mean, I'm not on the edge. It gives me tons of ideas. <laughs>
0: well, I, I'm not planning on murdering anyone, but it does that show. I'm like, well, if I need to dispose of a body, I've got some, yeah. you know, some ideas, <laughs> and they're probably not good ones or they probably wouldn't be in the show, frankly. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, And, and, you know, you can find out anything on the internet anyway, but, it's all in, in where your personal life is too.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that reminded me of I was watching a clip from a uh court case where someone was reading, uh, I forget if it was a man or a woman, but they murdered their well, we're on trial for murdering their spouse and they were reading their Google search history, how to dispose of a dead body, where to how do yeah, I how know. do I best cut up a body?
1: <laughs> Maybe don't do that part.
0: Use DuckDuckGo, not Google. We
1: have a lot less serial killers <laughs> and things these days because of technology, but then also that technology is at our fingertips to you know do these things too. Um but it makes it, it easier
0: hard. to stalk.
1: It does, right? yeah. I mean... It also can give a paper trail both both directions, you know. You get IP addresses, and all that kind of stuff. But cyber stalking is is a big thing. I I talked to a woman um earlier today, in fact, that was stalked uh, from TikTok. And I mean, her story is unbelievable. Like TikTok made its way into the real world and destroyed so much for her. Um, And all, like she didn't deserve, like she just made a comment on someone's page, like, and it unleashed this thing that was unstoppable for a very long time um, and destroyed a lot of aspects of her life just from being on social media. So, you know, when you're dealing with this big group of people that you don't know, it's It's really hard to stay safe because you don't know, you know, what you're doing. And especially, you know, like during the pandemic and stuff, when everyone was mostly online, it's really hard to decipher. You know, if you met someone online, who who are they really? You know, because you feel it's like texting. You don't really know somebody when you're texting. You're hearing yourself read their messages. So yeah. you're reading it in your own voice. So they could be really not great. <laughs> and you're reading their texts in, in your voice where it's great in your head, you know, so it's, it can get very confusing, you know, and you're telling somebody personal details that you don't actually know, but you think, you know, because they're posting these videos of them having like this great time and this wonderful life. And, you know, so it's it's really hard sometimes to decipher fact from fiction when you're dealing with cyber stalking and being online and things like that I mean I I even get that I I post a lot of I post a lot (laughs) I travel a lot I post a lot of photos and videos and stuff and I have people that follow me online that truly think that they know who I am from these videos and stuff that I post but I only post like these happy you know three second moments of my life that's it they don't you know so you don't really know people that are on no so it gets confusing it is you know it's a very confusing place but that's i think why cyber stalking and online stalking can be so horrible and so easy to do
0: this episode is sponsored by x sense x sense is an innovative company providing home safety products including cutting edge smoke detectors carbon monoxide alarms, and other smart home security systems designed to keep you and your loved ones safe 24-7. With easy-to-install devices and smart technology, you'll have peace of mind knowing that Excense is always on guard. And as a special offer to our podcast listeners, Excense is offering an exclusive 15% discount on your first purchase just visit accents.com. that's x hyphen dot com and use the promo code jeff macalino at checkout no spaces jeff macalino all together protect what matters most with Accents. and as a special offer to the jeff macalino podcast We will be doing a giveaway of XSense's Wi Fi water leak detector. It's a smart water sensor alarm. The link to Amazon is in the show notes below where you can buy it. So if you are interested in entering the sweepstakes, sweepstakes, not snakes, uh, sweepstakes to win one, please send me on any social media. Just mention this sweepstakes or mention accents, or mention water leaks or send me the squirting water water emoji I don't know what else that could possibly mean except for a water leak send it to me uh, you can do it on Twitter Instagram Facebook or you can email me through the website any way that you want um, you can comment you can private message it whatever you'll be entered into the sweepstakes to win and you will win or well someone will win a free wi-fi water leak detector from xsense protect what matters most with xsense yeah i'm i'm being cyber stalked by like 20 people in bangladesh who really want to promote my podcast
1: oh yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: yeah linkedin facebook Twitter, Instagram. I'm like, ooh, I got five messages. Oh,
1: yeah. Not really.
0: <laughs> Sp- yeah. I, I, I just tweeted before I hopped on with you. I was like, I'm sh- 100% sure I've actually blocked people who are actually just legit trying to be nice and reach out to me because I assumed from their handle that they were a, a, Bangal- uh, I, I, oh, yeah. a podcast promoter which i'm like
1: (laughs) they they reach out a lot it's kind of the new like Do you have a podcast let me promote it no i'm good
0: (laughs) i love sometimes like the backhanded like uh compliment like your podcast is okay but i can make it great and i'm like what the fuck's wrong that's not how you get my business
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it you know and it's hard even i mean there's no one has to be who they say they are online. You know, I mean, I'm I'm on the date dating apps, and oh my god, it's a mess on there. I tell you what, but I mean, yeah. half the people on there aren't even people; they're like robots. And then the other half, like, I'll think that I'm t- well, I I am talking to like a real person, and then they'll be like, "Oh, can I have your WhatsApp? I need money to visit the United States." I'm like, "Wait, what? Like, I thought you were in Beverly Hills. <laughs> like, what is happening?" Like. You know, and you're not even talking to the person that has those photos. Like, there's it's yeah. You know, you can be so anonymous, and it, uh, being online is is a whole era.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I the, I I've deleted the dating apps because I had the opposite. You were talking about reading texts in your own voice, and you were saying yeah. it kind of in a positive way. I feel like every time I sent a joke, they were reading it in a totally negative way. I'm like, no, that was sarcasm. It was.
1: I'm you never know. That's Yeah,
0: no, it didn't it didn't go. I'm like, look, if I if I do decently in person and terrible on dating apps, I feel like that's the app's problem.
1: <laughs> I don't really like leaving my house. So that's how I um I'm always on the dating apps. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I'll find someone today. No. <laughs> yeah
0: i you know what i think this is this is interesting i think men who do really well on dating apps and I, i've heard people talk like five to ten percent of guys get like 99 percent of the matches and i'm like mm-hmm. so they have good pictures and i'm like a real man doesn't have good pictures of himself because
1: yeah, most I real
0: men only get
1: pictures. Yeah. like
0: i like when i was in costa rica i could have had beautiful pictures of myself with beautiful backgrounds there are very few if any pictures of me in costa rica because i don't take my phone out to take pictures i'm doing stuff so it's like i feel like the guys who have all the perfectly posed pictures because i've i've you know girls have shown me their tinders and stuff and i'm like this guy's a douche (laughs) He's posing for these pictures You know, he probably is the dude who's taken selfies 24 to, you know, 20 times a day.
1: What I found is usually their pictures that their significant other has taken or Mm -hmm. like X, hopefully. And that's what they're using. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. That means that they're at least good enough to go on vacation with with somebody.
0: Well, that's, yeah, that's best case scenario. It's like the good pictures I've taken are, are are taken by my ex or by like my sister or my mom that's best case scenario i got some good pictures on the red carpet of my movie premiere but that was a professional photographer (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like oh maybe i can use these on a dating app i don't
1: you can
0: (laughs) yeah total catfish because i don't wear suits very often i'm i'm a i'm a t-shirt and shorts guy uh Jumping back, I I wanted to and this kind of ties in with, with all of it. Um, I had a conversation on here with someone uh another actor who was in uh the movie that I was in. Uh and um we were talking about I mean, nowadays all but one audition I have done out of not that many. I don't get a lot of audition opportunities. When I, when I submit for roles, I don't get many opportunities, but all but one have been self-tape, you know, do yeah. it on your phone and blah. And I hate those. No.
1: Um, um.
0: <laughs> well, I, I would, I would get, so uh, when I was talking to him, he was talking about how much editing he puts into it and all this. And he's like, some people I've seen, like they're terrible actors, but they Can edit this thing and make a great self-tape and I'm like well movies do get edited so it doesn't necessarily matter if they can edit themselves to look like a good actor that's what a a movie frankly that's what the editor's job is um but it's like I feel uh, you know I'm like I got my phone set up I have my daughter you know I have to wait till I have my kids so I have someone to read with me so there's a little squeaky 13 year old voice reading lines and I have to be like now I'm going to murder this prostitute. And it's right. like, this is very uncomfortable to act in, let alone to.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Um, right. So it's a, I'm like, this is a, uh, the one in-person audition I went to. I, I got the part. And I'm like, so it's kind of, I, I now have the same attitude with dating apps. I'm like, I can pick up women at the bar, but dating apps, no. Right. So maybe auditions, I'm the same. I can nail it in the room. I
1: mean, there's good and and bad too, you know, online versus in the room. I mean, I think online, and and it also depends on like what we're casting too. Um, You know, if I'm looking for actors for, you know, something with less funding, um, definitely I I have to start out with self-tapes because first of all, I'm having, I need a bigger group of people to look at because Right. You know, you have less funding. I, I'm gonna need a bigger group of people to find the right one. And, you know, it's it's time consuming for not just the people, you know, working, the producers and casting directors and everything else, but for the actors too. Um, you know, especially in LA, like, okay, well, you have to be here this day at this time. Sorry if you had anything else to do. You know, whereas with a self-tape, they can, you know, take however well, not however long, but depending yeah. on the <laughs> do it and you know to kind of practice it or whatever but also part of the reason that self-tapes are great and especially for the first round of casting is like I need to see what people actually look like they're people's headshots yeah (laughs) I wish people just take the selfie like that and be done like that there's your headshot you know um because sometimes headshots are very old or you've lost weight or gained weight or lost your hair or grew your hair or (laughs) You know, you look totally different than your headshot or gotten older, a lot older, or (laughs) uh, the picture is filtered so completely that I can't, you know, tell who looks like what. Um, So it's a lot easier just to get a quick self-tape and and go from there.
0: Well, and I did have an actor uh, who actually, so when I uh, sent an email to the director for the movie I was in, uh. He he sent me the sides and said do a self tape send it back and I emailed this actor and said I don't know what the hell this means um, but he's and, like dude self tapes have have greatly saved my career because like they cast a wider net you don't need to even live in the big cities you know as long as you can go there for the callback if if that's what they want or to to shoot it he's like yeah. so he's like these are like giving opportunities to people who otherwise wouldn't get them so you should be very thankful um
1: everyone can just sit around all day and and hope to get an audition that day I mean you have to work you have to you know do things so I think it opens it up so that mm -hmm. people have a full life and still try and get into the acting business if that's what they want to do
0: yeah no I I
1: I, I is what we miss with that though is like that energy that um you know and that can show through on a on a tape but not quite as much but you know you also want to make sure that whoever we're hiring is somebody that can kind of like get along with everybody and be cool in the room, you know, like you need that that aura (laughs) like that energy of somebody. Um which you know we've tried to recreate through Zoom and just meetings and stuff, which I think is is usually fine. You never really know. But I think if everyone wants to make a project they're gonna do their best anyway so that it usually works out
0: yeah you're, um <clears throat> weird weird side note from something you said because now this is just shouldn't even be on the podcast because this is just purely personal question from, from me is the the hair you mentioned with the headshots and by the way I I, I think the same thing because I look at a lot of people's headshots and then I meet them and I'm like that's <laughs> you're not the same person but i digress but uh i'm someone whose hair changes constantly uh and my facial hair like so i'm i'm curious now thinking like do is that something where if i audition with a certain hairstyle uh or like i haven't showered today and my hair is just poofy uh (laughs) is that something they're like well that's the hair he thinks is he's going to use or is it like He'll cut his hair if we need him to.
1: I think. It, I think it depends. I've asked plenty of people, like, "Can we change your hair? Can we do this or that?" Um, but I think you know. I think it. It really just depends on the people, the producers, the director, and the casting director. Like, I can look at somebody and be like, "Okay, like, they want a blonde, but this girl's brunette. We can make her blonde. Like, that's not the end of the world. That's not hard." But some people don't have that they they just can't see it which is totally fine you know there's different types of creative people and within the process i remember i was actually casting a reality show and they said that it wasn't diverse enough and i was like okay interesting what do you what what exactly are you looking for because we had a pretty good diverse crowd of people and they said well there's no blondes (laughs) okay so I gave them a bunch of people, not all blondes. Like some girls had a little bit, you know, brunette, darker hair, but could easily change it. And they were, they picked this girl. They're like, we love her, but you know, we have to have a blonde. I'm like, okay. So I, I emailed her, I said, would you be willing to dye your hair blonde for this reality show? And she was like, yeah, sometimes I'm blonde anyway. I'm like, great, send me a picture of you blonde. She sends a picture of her blonde and they're like, how'd you get her blonde? This is amazing. And they hired her. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, I'm not really blonde. I'm, I'm, I used to be. I'm gray now. But, you know, like, it's, it's you know, you have to have some type of a thought process, a creative, you know, if, if that's exactly what you want, which also I don't think that diversity means blonde, but it did for them. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's an it's, interesting it's like take. Really blonde.
1: <laughs> you know, they wanted that quintessential, like, oh, the blonde haired whatever right I don't know if diverse is the the word to use for that but that's what they're looking for and that's what they wanted aesthetically for their show so I get it but I think that's part of the casting director's job is to be like well hey we could do this like you could just make her blonde it takes 10 minutes or whatever you know
0: yeah well that's how so my my thought was always like better to keep my hair growing out because it's much takes a lot longer to grow your hair than to cut it (laughs) like I could
1: cut it in a second um like I think it's good to like um you know put up a variety of photos like you you short hair you with long hair whatever and then but in the comments be like hey this is the photo that I look like right now so that we know because I've I've done that before I'm like I need a long-haired guy and these guys will send in all their photos of them with long hair but they don't have long hair right now we're shooting in two weeks you know like this isn't gonna work um yeah You know, unless we get them a wig, which we've also done, you know, that's, that's entirely possible too. But then, you know, that's the funding of whatever it is that we're shooting and character and you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So I think if you're able when you submit to leave like a little note for the casting director, like, hey, this is what I look like now, or yeah whatever it is um that helps a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i i and and it's funny I, uh, a few weeks ago the only time i've ever submitted to like a commercial uh she she's like she responded and was like uh you're you look exactly like what we're trying to cast can you send me a side profile and and my my little beard protrudes a little bit and i i saw her post like we're looking for a guy who's tight, tightly shaven, and I'm like, what? Like you could have just asked me if I would shave, like,
1: yeah, really? Yeah, um, it's a different type of thought process, you know. Some people don't don't think like that, you know. They're, they they yeah. want it. This is what they see. This is what they get. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I I I I will say, if you ever cast a project where Danny McBride needs a younger brother. I, my, I was Kenny Powers for Halloween a few years ago, like two years ago. Um, I got, I got the hair. I at the end of the, when the credits started rolling at the premiere of my movie, I, I, people thought I was someone else, or people, people who didn't know who I was thought that I was heckling myself, but oh, I, it was me who said it. But I'm like, was Danny McBride not credited for this movie, and. <laughs> a a couple people laughed who knew it was me who said it and a few people were like oh like i was being a dick but it was me who said it it was just because in that movie my my hair was it was it was out there
1: there you go
0: it's it it helped to watch myself on screen and be like that doesn't even look like me (laughs) plus i weighed a whole 10 pounds more oh wow yeah
1: you never know. You never know like what people are going to look like. So it's, it's best to get like, and people change all the time, which, you know, as a casting director, we should understand that. But that's why I like when people leave a little no and say like, Hey, like I, I gained 20 pounds. I don't have any photos yet, but I can send you a selfie or, or I changed my hair's red. Now I know it's black in the photos or whatever, you know, it's just good to know.
0: I, I told someone at the, at the after party, after the premiere, I said, can you cast me in a role where I need to lose 50 pounds because that's my weight loss plan. Cause otherwise <laughs> I, I just need to be motivated, please.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's probably not a healthy attitude, <laughs> but you know, it's, you know, I know where <laughs> my problem lies. Uh, Jamie, uh, I'll, I'll ask you one last question just to to touch on uh, another hat. And then, of course, I want to ask you for your plugs, because I don't think I can talk too intelligently. But tell me about the Boyfriend Bikini Company.
1: Sure. Um, I, well, I travel a lot. I try to hit a new country or at least somewhere every month or a couple times a month. Um, and I love tropical warm vacations, um, not really much for cold weather. So I was like, wow, I keep going to all these places and buying more bikinis and while they're all great, none of them are perfect. Um, so (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to make my own bikini. And then it kind of turned into like, I'm going to make my own bikini company because everyone should have great bikinis. Um, you know, I was in a, uh, Abusive relationship right before COVID, it ended. Thank God. And it was one of those things where he was like, Oh, you know, you you could never do anything. You can't do anything. Um, this is that. And that was one of those little dreams I had that I was like, I don't know, one of a bikini companies like, Oh, you can't do that. And so it kind of pushed me forward to be like, actually, guess what I'm gonna do? Um, and I, I called, when I was trying to think of a name for, for the company, I called my girlfriend and I was like, I'm going to name it the ex-boyfriend. I'm going to make all this money off this horrible man. And she was like, why would you do something so negative with something that you're trying to make so positive? I was like, shit, you're right. So I, um, I tried to turn it around and call it the boyfriend bikini and, and put that positive spin on it. And I named each style and color after a type of guy that, I know that's made like somewhat of a positive influence in my life, uh, Mm. rather than negativity. And then part of the proceeds go to the national coalition against domestic violence. So that I can make the whole thing, you know, 360 into a positive um, experience and a positive thing. And I was able to, I, I was, I got out of my relationship February 14th, 2020, and I launched my bikini company February 14th, 2023. So i was kind of excited that it all worked out just like that and and it's doing pretty well and hopefully it'll continue to grow
0: you broke up on valentine's day
1: yes thank god
0: (laughs) was that was
1: that
0: (laughs) was that like this is the day or just that happened to be the day
1: um, I had, I had planned it for a long time because it can be very dangerous to leave a, an abusive relationship. Yeah. So I did plan it out for a long time. Uh, so I knew it was coming very soon. Um, and then it kind of just happened that day. I, I caught him doing horrible things again. And um, mm. luckily I was able to just, I was like, okay, leave, you know, and, and luckily he did. And I, I literally just locked the door and then I. Put all his things out in the garage and changed all the locks. And I mean, because I own the house, um, and he moved in with uh, with another girl that night that he had been with. I apparently, I think they're still together. I have no idea. Um, because I, I didn't, I went no contact at that point. I had him come get his stuff, and and that was it. Thank God, you know. Awesome. But yeah, Valentine's Day. What a nice day.
0: (laughs) And you made it all positive vibes, which I, I, I love that.
1: I did. I Uh, I really wanted just to turn it around, you know, as it I was with him, unfortunately for a very long time and it's awful. And I just wanted to try and forget about it and, and turn my life into a more positive space, you know, with him being gone.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. And I didn't realize it was that recent that the, that you launched a, yeah,
1: company. just a few months ago. in fact nice. when i when I'm done here, I'm gonna package some up and send them out that were just um that I just sold online. so very excited
0: nice and i'll I'll link I'll link it in the show notes to the to the website, although like seventy percent of my listeners are men. so that I guess you would buy it for their girlfriends, yeah, or wives. Yeah.
1: The people that buy my bikinis are men and they're buying them for their girlfriends and wives so and i get a lot of people that ask me like oh like what like they'll literally they'll send me a photo of their girlfriend or wife and be like what size like what color and i'll help them out it's great um oh, and then they can, nice. they can get them as a, a cute little um present and also when i send them out um each bikini comes with like a story about that guy like my favorite is is the I love the red one that I have. Um, it, I think it looks great on me, but it's called emotionally unavailable, which you'd think is a negative thing, but I named it after this guy that I kind of fell hard for. Uh, it, it was like the first person I I dated after my ex, and um, he was t- this guy was it's so emotionally unavailable, but he was so nice, like the most genuinely nicest guy I've probably ever met. And he treated me so great, like just with such utter kindness. Um, so it, it it turned out to be such a good thing. I was like, oh, I could get treated like this. Like he's not necessarily emotionally available. Uh, hopefully, he will be one day. I'm still fingers crossed. But um, <laughs> but he he. I learned I learned so much. I was like, oh, like there's there's no yelling. There's no like he's genuinely just kind to me and to everybody else. You know. And I just hadn't had that in so long. So some of the stories are, you know, the stories are like that. Like some of the names are like cute, like emotionally unavailable and daddy issues and, you know, puppy love (laughs) and whatever. But I think that the stories resonate with so many women. So they'll get a little story with it too.
0: Nice, nice. Um, So where, where, aside from the boyfriend bikini.com which will be linked in the show notes, of course, as well, everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. But where should uh, my listeners uh, follow, not literally follow you, but where should yeah. they find you? Again, not literally.
1: <laughs> um. So I'm on Instagram. My personal one is feathergirl77. And that's a little bit of everything. You'll hear everything about my life um, to a, a degree. Uh, a lot of my travels and bikinis and all that kind of stuff. So if your listeners are men, they probably want to go there. Um, and also at the boyfriend bikini on Instagram. And then my podcast is at strictly stalking pod on Instagram. So that's awesome. it that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your, uh, your insights, your stories, everything. Uh, I had a, I had a great time. Thank you.
1: you too. Thanks so much for having me. Have a good day.
0: You too. Thanks. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Jamie. BB, check her out uh, at the links in the show notes. Uh, her Instagram. Her. If you're interested in bikinis, why? Why is my phone not on silent? I'm such an amateur. Uh, don't worry, guys. I'm only 135 episodes in. I'll clean it up. Ah. Uh, uh, anyways, thank you, Jamie, for coming on. Check out her, uh, links. Check out Strictly Stalking, the Boyfriend, Bikini. Uh, yeah. So, fun time with her. Remember to vote the Jeff Macalino, nominate the Jeff Magalino podcast. For the best in the Bay, the links in the show notes. Remember to message me in some way, shape, or form to enter the sweepstakes, to win the giveaway for the x uh, Water Leak Detector. Uh, if you don't win, you can still buy one at Amazon. Uh, the link is in the show notes as well. Uh, that's, you know, I don't know that I have much more to say. I think I was a little long-winded in the intro. Uh... I was so I was so long-winded that uh I think I learned how to get my speech back hopefully. Uh and I haven't messed up any words yet in the outro. So there's that. Um st- stay stay tuned. Stay tuned. I guess if you're wa- listening to these, you know, well after they come out, stay tuned. Next episode is I know it's great audio when I yawn and continue to talk through it. Uh, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> but stay tuned. The next episode is uh, is really a fun one. Uh, you know, I, gosh, I'm so lucky to get to talk to so many awesome people. And have awesome times. Like, this is, a. Uh, I'm, I'm building something with this. I don't know. Maybe I've had a few too many cocktails and I'm just feeling sentimental. But I'm so grateful that anyone would listen to this, let alone quite a few people, way more than I ever thought would listen to the podcast. Uh you don't get into the top half percentile globally without a lot of people uh listening. So I'm very appreciative um and you know, I'm I'm keeping at the grind you know you'll you'll see more of me uh you should definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel uh that is something I would ask you to do i i like but i don't like that i have a lot more spotify subscribers than i have youtube subscribers i find that odd i feel like you guys just aren't listening to the message here subscribe to the youtube channel um <laughs> Don't you want me to put video up of the interview with Jamie? I mean, come on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and I'll put more videos up from the podcast. I know I'm not good at putting clips up from the podcast like I promised to, but I've got the video saved. Eventually, they I'll put clips up. It's just, I'm a very busy person. People don't understand how busy I am. Uh and again, I told you, this is a Saturday. I don't have my kids. I'm not sitting here drunk all day. I mean, I might be a little drunk now, but I wasn't drunk all day. I got a, I got an acting gig. I got a, a potential voice acting gig. I mean, come on. I'm making moves, people. That's what we do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So uh, bit, but a bit, 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 but boom, it's over. Thanks for listening. It was amazing. <laughs> I I loved it. Be sure to come back for another great episode. I'm one wing away from Jeff Macalino of the Jeff Macalino podcast. How much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast? You went just straight. That's my name. I'll add the word podcast to it. Yep. See you next week.